The man who discovered the blood moons is here with us. This is not good. This is one bucket wow. of pancakes. The man of the toupee. He's on the front page of New York There's no respect for white European males anymore. about propaganda and the people who peddle it <laughs> i'm travis reyes i'm kenny van <laughs> i'm i'm a little and today we have a guest yeah it's me gina kramer hell oh, yeah shit. return guest gina kramer I'm back <laughs> again oh my god we're back again remember that song remember <laughs> Remember that Backstreet Boys song where the mummy is like, Am I sexual? Remember that part? That's a good part. It's the best part. It's the only good part of any music, I think. It's the only part of music I listen to. (laughs) It's just that mummy asking if he's sexual loop over and over again. It's weird that they played that song on, like, Disney Channel for, like, kids. I mean, that part wasn't edited out. I remember being like eight years old and being like, why is that mummy asking if he's sexual? They didn't like cut it out for like Nickelodeon. They kept that in. It's weird. Yeah, I mean, boy bands, everybody <laughs> loves boy bands at that time. You can't, it doesn't matter. Like they have to do what they got to do. Mummies have to ask if in, they're sexual or not. NSYNC never asked if they were sexual. 98 Degrees. It was just implied that none of them had any sexual identity whatsoever. <laughs> what? They were just smooth, yeah. lustless husks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, what's happening? Yeah, they're like weird, like Dune characters. They're like these weird sexist aliens that just think about fucking. They have no concept of what fucking is, so they're just like, what is this song about? Beep, boop, 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 bop. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't know how to end that riff, but uh, this is Thanksgiving week. The week to be thankful for genocide. <laughs> it's celebration yep. of murder. Thanksgiving. <sighs> And, uh, yeah, a lot of, uh, Republicans are flipping their shit about just, like, suggestions that we don't. Which is weird, because, like, there's no ban on Thanksgiving. It's just, like, Dr. Fauci, who they already are like, that guy's cocked to the max. We're not gonna listen to anything he says. Being like, maybe you shouldn't have, uh, Thanksgiving with all your family members. It's these people they already don't listen to, telling them not to do a thing they're going to do. I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. There's no enforcement mechanism. They could, they're definitely 
not going to be somebody who actually like stops them. I wish there was. I wish <laughs> like the Punisher. Oh, what, what if there was like they hired the Punisher from Netflix's <laughs> original series, The Punisher, to do it? If he just, I mean, you heard you have more than five people in there. <laughs> or was that yelling at us? Oh, oh, oh. He's like cutting down Ted Cruz's family. He's like, oh, come and take it. Come and take it. Under a table, just <laughs> kissing in his husky boy pants or whatever. Wherever <laughs> hmm. It's weird that they're still finding time. Like during a pandemic to do like the war on Christmas, war on Thanksgiving shit. Yeah, they're like, I went to the store and they said, wear a mask, not Merry Christmas. Fuck you. <laughs> they're doubling down on culture war shit because literally reality is not in their favor at all. Because most of them are dead or being abandoned on airports. <laughs> at airports. <laughs> <laughs> A remake yeah. of uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is just John Candy getting COVID. <laughs> oh. Steve Martin, like, oh, please get away from me. You have COVID. And he's like, eh, it's not real. I'm a. John Candy would be. If they remade Plane, Trains, and Automobiles, John Candy would be the COVID denier, right? Or would it be Steve yeah. Martin? Steve Martin, no. I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Steve Martin would be like, I watch CNBC, I think COVID is real, and Russia is a problem. And then John Kennedy would be like, I like InfoWars and pastrami sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, they seem to be pretty happy, though, that they get to do their culture war one month early. It's like an early Christmas, now they get to do Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yeah, I mean they they get they've always gotten to do both at the same time, but now it's like even more, <laughs> right because like well, they, red steak. Yeah, they would just start the fucking uh, Christmas thing like November first. Like remember that? I don't know what happened to him. Remember that big fat like Christian guy on YouTube who was like on Facebook that was like, "What the fuck is wrong with the Starbucks cup? It doesn't say Merry Christmas. Give me money." And then it turned out he was just like buying a Rolexes and like. GoPros for himself <laughs> instead of like fighting the deep state or whatever. They used to like start like November first, where they were like upset that like they didn't release like a more anti-Semitic director's cut of the Santa Claus starring Tim Allen. Every year, every year they get mad about that one. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted to insert that weird rant he went on about Karl Marx, where he was like Wikipedia, Karl Marx, Google search now, and then he was just like. Oh, someone said he's a Marx brother. That's funny. I wish I would have thought of it. How did you not think of that joke, Tim Allen? You're like a professional comic. <laughs> You've got like 37 sitcoms. You mean no one's pitched the Carl is my favorite Marx Brothers joke to you for last man standing? <laughs> That's why it got canceled. Did it get canceled? Yeah, I think oh, it's off the air now. Ah, shit. Just getting like, into like it. It's switching networks. We're, we're right. going to un-PC, and then I think they were like, oh, wait, no, this is also just unfunny. This is not <laughs> What funny. channel did it switch to? <laughs> yeah, yeah, wasn't, it, wasn't it like it ended up on like a like country music channel or some shit? <laughs> like, or a great American country? One of those channels, right? Or I think it went my, 
from PBS to Fox. <laughs> oh, never mind. It was on TBS. Very funny. That's their slogan. Uh, I don't know. Is that still their slogan? I have no idea. <laughs> I haven't watched TBS since like 2006. I think I used to watch Yes Dear on that channel every day. Four hours of Yes Dear every day. And then that's followed up by two hours of uh, King of Queens. <laughs> and, Why do you know this? I used seen, to watch TBS I, for hours. I've, I've seen every episode of Yes Dear by just being at the gym in the afternoon. I've never heard any of it because I don't listen to it with the sound on, but like I've yeah. seen, well, with, I've physically seen every episode of Yes While you were doing that, I was like directly engaging with it. Like I was plugged <laughs> in. I was like a plugged in. <laughs> you were writing like a Reddit about Yes Dear? Yeah, the, the Facebook fan page for Yes Dear, I started that. That's mine. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird that that turned into QAnon, the Yes Dear Facebook page. It got out of hand. In 2011, <laughs> it's weird that it turned into Q <laughs> There you have it. Kenny's responsible for all of our misery. Hey, it's me, the admin, Kenny here. Welcome to 2011. Anyway, don't you think it's weird that, like, there's not a guy named Q, like, telling us about the government anyway? I'll see you in, like, eight years. Bye. And then you just let... The ten people on that Facebook page sit on that and build their own myth. You did it. You built QAnon with your love of yes, TBS yeah. early morning sitcoms. <laughs> the nine, the eight a.m., the ten a.m. block of TBS programming. Um. Yeah, I show. mean, it also raises a lot of questions about you know. This whole thing is kind of like a pandemic. I would, I would say. <laughs> and they're like, what are you talking about? It's 2011. Nothing's happened yet. And you're like, I don't know. Just. <laughs> Anyone find it weird that Jackie Chan was going to be in a 9 11 movie before 9 11 happened? And then we got Rush Hour 3. Coincidence? Anyway, <laughs> I got to go. I'm Kenny Van. <laughs> Bye. Ah. <laughs> uh. Hey, Amador, any uh, comedy shows happening in your area? Uh, yeah. Uh, San Antonio uh, has a museum slash bar <laughs> that uh, has comedy, if you want to go check it out. Um, what kind of museum? Is it like a natural science museum? Is it modern art? Sculpture? I think it's just uh, trophies, taxidermy like trophies. And like, is it probably Teddy Roosevelt like sat so and took shit on this chair or something? So here's what I think it is. I think half of it's a Texas Roadhouse. The other half is just a plain right room with uh, what's her name, Maria uh, <laughs> Abramovich, or that weird lady who just like sat still at a table and let you do stuff to her. But you just <laughs> like that performance artist. But you just walk up to her and you just breathe COVID on her, and that's her performance art. While you're eating a blooming onion or whatever they have at Texas Road, you can throw peanuts on the ground at this art museum. <laughs> Whoa, fuck, look at that fucking statue of David. Look at his fucking big-ass dick and just throw peanuts on the ground. Anyway, this is this is the Louvre now. <laughs> What's with this drawing of this cane of soup? Who the fuck Andy Warhol think he is? Is they eat into a burger and it just sprays all over his weird pop art.
So yeah, you can go to that if you want. None of us are booked on it. Yeah, yeah. We tried. We find us there. We've we've tried to get booked on it. It's too hard. Uh, we have to like not believe in COVID. Yeah, and then we could get booked at the Google. I'm already there, baby. <laughs> I don't know. COVID's fake. I'm throwing a new corner. <laughs> Kenny, you will be doing a guest spot at the Guggenheim Bar and Grill, which is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> what if, like, these people that, like, book the show are like, yeah, it's like a museum, but also, like, you know, a bar, but it's just, like, a Hollywood. It's like a hard rock cafe. And they just think, like, the framed, like, Steven Tyler guitar is art. And they're like, look, that's art. Look at this painting of Slash. And uh, John Bonham riding a roller coaster is one of those like fucking weird <laughs> drawings you get from Six Flags with those character charts. This is a museum. <laughs> it's just a velvet, like one of those velvet paintings of like Slash, and that's it. <laughs> it's one of the Hot Topic blacklight poster of Bob Marley. They're like, look at this fucking art over here. Look at this art. At this place, you can get a burger for thirteen ninety five. Yeah, it's weird. Like Chewy's, like their thing is Elvis. Like, oh yeah, Elvis they love everywhere. Elvis. Uh, yeah, Elvis, weirdly a uh, super big Monty Python fan. Apparently, we just used to quote like Life of Brian, like in full back to people. That's true. You can look it up. People That's hated weird. it. He's uh, he, like he thought Monty Python was the funniest shit on earth. Which I don't know if it makes me hate him more or like it more. Because, <laughs> like, genuinely, I'm pretty annoyed when people are, like, really into Monty Python. Yeah. It seems like, not to stereotype, but those people are bad. <laughs> Some people that are like, my favorite comedy is Monty Python, and my favorite bit's this weird one that everyone hates. Like, the weird 30 minute skit about pants. That's my favorite. I don't. Away from me! I don't. I don't like your comedy. I don't like these British assholes. Give me American comedy or Americans yeah. pretending to be British, like Spinal Tap. <laughs> Travis walked away, which uh, I, was little, I was a little afraid that a Hubie Halloween tirade was coming. Um, no. Oh shit. He's gonna come back. It's gonna be twenty minutes now. What? How's it going? Um good. <laughs> this is so weird. Uh, yeah, this <laughs> the original uh iteration of this was good. We like streamlined like we tied everything together to like be able to land on hey covid is a problem in texas and specifically prisons too uh but i i don't know i don't know how we land this one <laughs> i think you just did i think you just <laughs> <laughs> yeah um that like sully sullenberger landing on the potomac is that the name of the guy you did that Oh. Wait, you thought you landed it. Wait, what? Yeah. The pilot. I think Sully sounds right. <laughs> I know that. Was it like the plane on fire? Or like what was happening? He's the guy that landed the landed that plane in like the I don't know. Are you talking about hey, Sully? You know Sully Sullenberger did. 
<laughs> oh shit, he's leaving again. Sully Sullenberger, real name. <laughs> Sorry, I got bored with Kenny talking about Sully Sullenberger. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, sorry, I'm, my dog's I'm being Sully a shithead. I'm Sully Sullenberger, and I have landed this plane. <laughs> sorry, my dog was being an asshole. I didn't like me trashing Monty Python. Sorry, destroying my house. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's what happens when you you talk shit. He's a big about... John Cleese fan. Yeah, great guy, John Cleese, who is Good on mad Twitter. about PC culture. Yeah, good, good follow on Twitter if you want to hear a nine-year-old British man. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Screaming about PC culture and why he can't do the Monty Python fart at my asshole sketch anymore. Fucking whatever weird shit they do. Um, <laughs> To be fair, PC culture is like the biggest culture uh, thing facing the world right now i would almost call it it's like almost like it's like a pandemic pc culture yeah. correctness yeah there's like there's safe spaces of like they're called pits and there's like just eight people with covid in this pit and they all cough on each other and they all die and like this is happening literally it's good pc culture is run amok i can't i can't make fun of the holocaust anymore though so, what's the bigger threat to society? The plague or the fact that I can't do my Anne Frank dying in 9-11 joke? <laughs> yeah, man. It's fucking grim shit. Uh, That's a real joke a guy used to do at Open Mics, by the way. I don't know, Kenny, if you ever met this guy. But he would do, like, a joke that was like, he is my impression of Anne Frank dying in 9-11. And he would just, like, pantomime screaming and it would always get a laugh but that didn't make sense to me because Anne Frank could make noises right that was like her whole yeah. thing <laughs> he Wait, would just go like, Anne Frank had to be I think he thought Anne, Anne Frank? Frank was like Helen Keller he, I don't know what he thought I don't know what he thought, but it would kill every time, and it would bother me a lot why would, why would Anne Frank be hiding from the Nazis on a 9-11 plane no, she was in the tower. She was in, like, the <laughs> attic of the tower, but also couldn't speak or Travis, hear or this, talk. Travis, was this your bit? Is this your bit? Yeah, I used to do it. I still do it. <laughs> no, it was some motorcycle guy. Kenny, I swear you've met this guy. He was, like, 300 pounds, and he was, like, a Sons of Anarchy-looking dude. His name was, like, Scruffy or Scruff or something. Scruff McGillicuddy or some fucked up name. And he would just do like weird jokes about people he thought was Helen Keller in the attic of 9-11. It's a good bit. He can't do it now. Because of the pandemic, <laughs> known as political correctness gonna rise. <laughs> Alright, let's start this actual episode. I wonder what the fuck are we talking about today? Um, I mentioned it when when you left because I thought you were going to go into Hubie Halloween tirade. And, I can do but, that uh, if you want. Basically... I've prepared another <laughs> no, one. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're we're talking about uh, you know, our our good old friend COVID. Uh, mm. but combine it with prisons and uh, recipe is disaster. Uh, 
and there was a recent report that came out. And so this is our uh, first, and I'm sure uh, many series of data dumps. Hit it. Okay, hold on. Say it again. <laughs> Get well, ready for a data dump. <laughs> Okay. I'm sorry, there's no diarrhea sound effects on YouTube that aren't the grossest shit. Like, I'm looking for YouTube. Just, if you're listening, YouTube, we just want a diarrhea sound effect that's just the, like, part. We don't need, like, the gross, like, buildup of it hitting the toilet <laughs> seat. It's gross. It's too gross. It's not funny. <laughs> That's called the sludge, man. That's the sludge. <laughs> A data sludge. <laughs> Matt sludge. Or Matt grudge. <laughs> <laughs> That's where he got his name from. The... Matt grudge is what you call the droplets of diarrhea hitting the toilet. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, data duck. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so um, uh, a lot of like the. <laughs> it's, hard to, it's hard to go into it after, Look, you know, you and, believed yourself. And I looked through like three pages of YouTube. <laughs> That's like the least gross one they have. I don't know what's wrong with that site. You don't let people show boobs on that site, but you let them like put that up? There's like three hour loops of like. It's just like three hours of a guy diarrhea in a toilet. Like, what, you can't watch porn on your website? That's like way grosser than porn. That's freedom, Travis. No, freedom that's would the, be if you could like show your ding-dong on YouTube.com. YouTube Premium. But you can't. But you can put that up. <laughs> Some Foley artists make a diarrhea noises in his bathroom. All right. <laughs> Let's get serious, uh, yeah. fellas. Why so serious? The Joker. I'm not sure. <laughs> Folks. This is the kind of content you're not going to get from other political podcasts. Monty Python, diarrhea, joker content. I can attest that they put a lot of work into the diarrhea sounds. I've seen it on our YouTube search history a lot. Oh, no. Is that what you suggested this? Is that what you suggested this, Amador? Because he, I don't know if you know this, Gina, but he was like, we're going to do a data dump, and he kept saying the word... I think he was trying to get me and Kenny to implement diarrhea sounds into the pod. I think it's his thing. He just likes diarrhea sound effects. <laughs> Breaking news. My brain must be poison, because as soon as he said data dump to me the first time, I immediately made fart noises. Um, so. <laughs> See, I think this is just like the thing you've been like building... It up to you've been like casually going like, isn't it funny? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, and then you're just like, <laughs> this is my magnum opus. This is like a long time coming. I've been working hard for this. Gina, you need to go check your records right now and pull them out of the sleeves, and it's like 
all the Coltrane and Mingus things when you pull it out the record, just just like old timey diarrhea noises. <laughs> <laughs> Volume six. <laughs> The whole tiny part is sending me over the edge because I really don't know how that impacts the sound quality, but... It's like Abbott and Costello or like the Three Stooges doing like <laughs> diarrhea bits. Yeah, Curly, I got diarrhea, see? <laughs> <laughs> it's old timey. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to to do, obviously, this episode, I think. But I don't know. Some of this stuff is interesting. Uh, obviously, it doesn't tell like the whole story about you know, pe- like people's lives in prison. But it gives kind of a snapshot. Like this past week, uh, there was you know El Paso was highlighted for having you know a bunch of prisoners and inmates like working two dollars an hour to load uh, morgue trucks. Uh, just so i don't know like the shit uh also was happening earlier in the pandemic uh you know in new york city there were a bunch of rikers island prisoners were having to bury uh covid bodies uh and gina said that apparently bloomberg thought of this first so he, he dreamed it up in 2008 um credit words do uh, it wasn't even that's so weird because there's wasn't even a pandemic on so like bloomberg just had this like yeah, written just, down in a journal like oh if there ever was boy wouldn't it be hot if this happened was he just watching like a game of thrones episode and he was like it'd be cool if we could do that <laughs> it'd be cool if we could like throw people into a furnace and make slaves do it yeah pretty wild to think that they were just like all right we're gonna need fifty-one thousand mass graves and who better to do it than someone we're not gonna pay yeah. Crazy more that that that's the plan that they turn to, uh, like immediately rather than just like let's have people in like I don't know like hazmat suits or people who are protected from this virus dispose of these bodies in a way that's not. Yeah, it's weird that like you wouldn't go to like guy in a fallout suit with a flamethrower, burning the bodies before you'd go to like yeah let's make prisoners do it let's do like the most bleak thing you can do. Yeah, and I mean, this is obviously like, you know, ties in well with, you know, like uh, abolitionists, prison abolitionists. So, like, people like Angela Davis, uh, you know, have been talking for decades about how this shit is fucking inhumane. Um, but there's a specific report uh, that came out, and it's from the LBJ School of Public Affairs um, at UT, uh, where uh, there's a nuclear reactor underneath it, according to Alex Jones. His dentist dad. Forget. Yeah, his dad, who's a dentist, told him that. <laughs> um, but some of the, you know, some of the key data points that they published uh, were pretty grim, to say the least. Um, and the thing about like these like uh, data reports is that like they're not. Uh, there's a lot of like caveats to like what is recorded as COVID deaths. Um, we kind of talked about that when we were talking about Steven Crowder and how he was saying that the numbers were wrong. Uh, he thinks that they're overinflated, but it's always an undercount is what the reality is. Um, so, so the complete opposite of what he says. 
Yeah, pretty much. And, and like anyone, anyone with like rudimentary like knowledge about like I don't know data, like knows that there's going to be like gaps in in data. But like people like Stephen Crowder don't understand that or are being disingenuous. Oh, we talked about it on that episode we did about those two pervert comedians. Uh, I don't remember their names. Dinky and Doodle, the MMA guys. <laughs> where, like, their whole point was, like, look, people are, like, dying of, like, heart attacks. And they're being, like, you had COVID. Like, it's, like, you yeah. just don't understand what a freaking dis... You don't understand, like, how, like, science works. You don't understand that, like, having asthma can make it worse for a condition that is, like, all about breathing. Like... <laughs> yeah. And, like, so to add to that point, like... As far as this report's concerned, like they found that uh, between April to October, there was like there was 231 deaths in uh, due to you know just prison conditions uh, due to COVID, and this is just like Texas correctional facilities. Uh, the number is much higher if you like add it in federal prisons and like prisons in Florida and California and shit like that. Um, and like so limits on the data like so the report is just from that like snapshot um and then like there's so in jails particularly like there's high levels of churn you know like there's people going in and out like all the time uh, um and so it's possible that some of those individuals may have contracted you know covid while they were there left the prison aren't counted as a covid death uh, but they died outside of prison, right? Or outside of jail. Uh, um, and then uh, there's a lot of people that die in prison that weren't that just weren't tested for COVID. So the number is likely much higher. Uh, and essentially, like not every correctional facility has like adequate testing and stuff like that. Much less like soap, toilet paper, like things to keep people protected. So. Yeah, it's like all of the things that uh, you know scientists recommend that you do. Like, Social distancing, like <laughs> they literally can't do any of that because they've been warehoused, and they're like, you know, these are yeah. people that no one cares about, basically. And I'm sure it's great that like prison guards, and I don't, I don't want to generalize, but I'm sure are people who uh, maybe think COVID's a hoax. The my like people who think that might be attracted to the job of prison guard, so I'm sure they bring a lot of yeah. Because prison guards don't make like a lot of money, right? It's not like a good job to have. So you have to like really like love being a fascist to take that job. Yeah. Well, so uh, and to add to that like dynamic, uh, even in places where there were testing regimens like being conduct like conducted at prison facilities like there some of those testing regimes weren't including uh the prison staff so like care the people that could be carrying it were literally like the workers and then it spreads from there essentially uh this report like 27 of the of those 231 deaths were from uh staff uh, most of them were for, for, for were from prisons, 190 of them, and then 14 were from jails. Uh, and yeah, so I mean, I like even if we're not 
taking into account like that some of the people that work there like obviously aren't you know people that uh are scientists or know if science is real or not like they're in some instances they weren't even being tested so um this is just like complete like mishandling of like this situation um and uh there's like another figure where uh like deaths in texas prisons from natural causes like in 2020 it's up uh and it's outpacing like all, all the other years uh it's at 329 right now and the last time it was the last highest number was like 205 in 2017 um so yeah it's uh it's a big problem. That's one of the like things that I think doesn't get brought up enough for people who are like COVID denialists is the excess death, which people like measure about how there's been such a dramatic increase in like the average deaths per year. And obviously 2020 has an extreme amount of excess death, like 200,000 extra deaths. Yeah. It's like the only thing I like, how the fuck do you explain that? If COVID's not real, like I, I don't know. I just I don't understand that. Obviously, they're not trying to make sense, but yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it's it's crazy because, like, I mean, the the thing about like COVID too is that it's obviously exposing a lot of the inequalities that exist. And that are often overlooked and still overlooked uh, because, I mean, we wouldn't be in this mess if, you know, we actually had a government that acknowledged that these inequalities are something that need to be fixed. Uh, but it's just like it's exposing all of these things. And I, I don't know, like, I don't understand, like, how there are still so many people that, that don't believe that this shit exists. Uh, but here we are. Uh, come and take. Come and take it. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so I dare you. I dare <laughs> you to come to my house and give my fucking wife COVID. I fucking double dog dare you give my wife COVID, okay? Hey, <laughs> communist fucktard, I bet you won't bang my wife in front of me while I'm hiding in the closet like a scared little boy, and then <laughs> you make me hit the toilet and get COVID. I bet you won't do that. I'm Ted Cruz, United <laughs> States Senator. <laughs> I bet you won't come to my house and take my turkey and fuck my wife. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so speaking to like how you're talking about excess deaths, uh, uh, people in Texas prisons uh, are testing positive at a rate that's uh, 490% higher than the whole state of Texas. And Texas is, like, on fire with COVID. Like, yeah, we're killing it. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't exist in Texas. No. Uh, like, essentially, like, in El Paso, like, they are flying uh, patients to San Antonio and Austin uh, in order to, you know, relieve prison system or prison uh hospital systems um and which puts you know a lot of pressure on like i mean just a bunch of different regional like health systems and it's gonna i mean it's hard 
it's hard to mitigate any of this at this point without a lockdown. Uh, but you know, I don't, who knows when that's going to happen in Texas. Gregory Abbott said we're never doing it. Yeah. He said, we'll lock down the second I can run up a flight of stairs. It's like, oh, so never. It's like, yeah, I got a tree fell on me. We know, Greg. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the crazy thing, too, is that, like, the big the most eye-opening and like shocking thing that came out of this report was essentially that uh, 80% of the incarcerated people who died uh, from uh, COVID weren't uh, convicted of a crime. So essentially just people that... So they were like, in, what do you mean? They were like in prison, like awaiting a trial? Essentially, like this, this leads into oh, like, like on bail, of, like, like on bail, yeah, bail. So yeah, th- this leads to the problem of like what, like the inhumanity of like bail systems, like all none, like you know, not saying that these people are all like you know saints and good people, but like I mean, this the whole system is like built upon like just. Well, Oppression upon oppression upon oppression. Like, that's what's crazy about. I'm sorry. I don't know if you're gonna get to this, and if I have, just tell me to shut the fuck up. But <laughs> like people like fucking Kyle Rittenhouse and that who's the shithead cop who killed George Floyd. Like these dudes are getting out on like million dollar bails, and it's like, yeah, cool. Well, you have racist idiots willing to bail you out, but like people like Khalif Browder and shit, just like die in prison where they're not convicted of shit. Yeah, yeah. Cal Rittenhouse murdered two people. You can say what you want in self-defense, but it's like, well, you still, without a doubt, killed two people. Like, you could be like, good self-defense. But it's like, yeah, he still shot two people and killed two people. Like, there's people people who could commit the same crime, but whoever has (laughs) enough money will get out on bail. Like, there's no justice in that system. It's just, like, criminal. There's people in jail for, you know, buying one loose cigarette. And they yeah. just can't pay like a, you know, a five thousand dollar bail to get out, and then Kyle Rittenhouse is walking around being a fat idiot. Yeah, not yeah. even that. Like uh, Kyle Rittenhouse gets bailed out for literally shooting two people that's on camera. Khalif Browder didn't do fucking shit and spent yeah. like over a year in prison, and then in a bunch of solitary like, confinement, which like yeah. drove him. It was hearsay, insane. like essentially. And the person that like accused him, like I mean. This is like getting into the weeds of the Khalif Browder story, and like you know, obviously there's a documentary on Netflix, and I mean that story important. Like a, yeah, I, I mean it's an important story because it you know exposes you know like the you know just like the institutionalized like racism that exists in the prison system. But uh, I mean, like yeah, like the guy that accused supposedly accused him of the crime like fled the country or or was possibly. I don't know. I don't remember the story exactly, but like, they, essentially, they couldn't like follow up on this person. Yeah, Kyle Rittenhouse was like, "Oh, someone threw a bag at me, and I thought it was a Molotov cocktail, so I shot him." And it's like, yeah, yeah. Well, you're an idiot. You're a piece of shit. You're a dumb asshole. You should uh, get COVID in jail and die, you child. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some of the other like other key. Uh, things that uh, came out of this report uh 21 of the people uh that died in the during this report uh had served 90 percent or more of their sentence when they died so they're like like eligible for parole 
Yeah, those are people that could have been released, uh, you know, especially considering that, you know, COVID isn't exactly a new thing now. Like, that could have happened. Do either of you have the uh, percentage that were there for, like, nonviolent? Um, it doesn't I, – I couldn't I, – I didn't see anything on that. Uh, and I'm – if I'll, – I'll have to follow up, but I, I don't think it was in there. Um, let's see. Uh, 58% – oh, uh, 58% of the people who died in prison from COVID were eligible for parole. Uh, Even, like, all, I, I guess, like, all these statistics are important, too, to, like, humanize it. But, like, even so, like, even if somebody was, like, a murderer or a child molester or whatever, they don't, like, as a country, we shouldn't be, like, yeah. allowing them to die from a virus. Yeah, and, and yeah, this is like something that's like really still really hard for like just normie like Americans to accept that like you know that our system is fucking unjust. Uh, I I don't know if you saw there's a a particular uh, woman who's on death row right now. Uh, her name is Lisa Montgomery. Um, uh, our Attorney General of uh, Bill Barr. Uh, rescheduled her uh, execution in the middle of a pandemic because like what's better than you know uh covid than like just getting murdered for like people to enjoy like it's i don't know it's fucking crazy like but essentially like he scheduled it during the pandemic and then um like so is her attorneys like visited her in order to like try to delay this from happening uh and uh they both ended up getting covid through the attorneys the attorneys yeah the attorneys like ended up like with covid and uh, i i don't know like this was like in the news recently so i mean i don't know what the status is on like her attorneys but i mean that like she has no one to represent her in right. like such a tenuous moment. Like this is literally a life oh, or death yeah. thing. And then like your attorneys get sick and now they're like, you know, bedridden. Uh, what, what, what is her case? Why is Bill Barr so like horned up about moving this forward? Just cause it's well, dick or is there like a reason he like has a vested interest in. Well, so, like, what she was arrested for was pretty gruesome. But this is, again, like, you know, even if, you know, as Kenny said, like, even if they're murderers, like, you have to, you know, be more humane than, you know, like, the actions that someone, an individual took. Uh, but basically what she did, what she was arrested for was, uh, I, I believe she, like, murdered someone and then, like, took their, like, they were pregnant and like took their baby and like apparently uh lisa montgomery was like a victim of like rape and child sex trafficking and stuff like that so uh obviously coming from like a very like perilous situation obviously need to be treated for like mental health issues right and these are all things that we don't have access to uh, especially if you're you know poor uh yeah but also this happened in like her case happened in 2008. So the rush to like, okay, now we got to do this in 2020 yeah. in the middle of a pandemic, like, like personal merits or like her past aside, just like 
yeah the recklessness and all the people involved like yeah the system from top down like is irresponsible like yeah not that there's ever a good time to you know uh bill bill bart does like love a good execution though like he gets super fucking rock hard for that yeah it, he's probably one of the you know a thing i never got <laughs> I like renowned for that i'm sh- sorry this is a bit of like a side but it's about the act i you know i never got like those people who like are like are on a waiting list to like watch someone get executed yeah like why the fuck would you want to do that Like, I even, mean, like, uh, scenes in movies of, like, in the Green Mile, or, where it's, like, someone getting, like, the electric chair, I, like, go, I can't watch this. It makes me too, like, angst. There's too much, like, build-up to yeah. it. And it's, like, I don't fucking want to sit and watch this. But, like, people were, like, yeah, I'm going to sign up for a waiting list. Like, it's tickets to Hamilton to, like, watch a guy get, like, fried. It's, like, fucked up. Those people, those people should be in some type of prison. <laughs> If your name's on a list for wanting to watch an execution, you should have to, uh, I don't know, live on an island somewhere. Um, yeah. I don't know. That just reminded me of that. It's just the fucking execution stuff. Yeah. It's, 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 it's fucking, it's a ghoulish thing to want yeah. to watch live. Yeah, there's it, and also like not that there's ever a, a good time to have executions, uh, in my opinion. Uh, but uh, you know, especially right now, like it yeah. just seems. Uh, uh, I don't know. The term "cruel and unusual punishment" comes to mind. <laughs> seems like a waste. Like, what? Why put the effort into like? Like that's what I don't get about the uh, like this whole like fascistic movement is the incompetence of it. And like like you you realize I I don't I don't fucking get it. Like they're undermining everything they're trying to achieve by allowing a fucking plague spread unchecked. Like what the fuck's the point of like going out of your way to like do an execution or make these shows of strength while you like undermine the security like like throw everything else out, like just the security of like I think the bottom people, line like, is that these people are... This given to us are... by China. Like, if this was given to us by China, wouldn't it be worse for you to be like, let's not, not take any precautions? I think yeah. the bottom line is that these people are just like sadists and are just like, yeah. oh, I have a chance to like, this person's never going to like see freedom or like the light of day again. Let's like terrorize them more by moving up their execution during like the worst time. In a time where, like, your family can't, like, travel to see you and shit. Like, your family can't travel to say goodbye to you. You know what I mean? So it just seems like it's, like, him being a dickhead. Bill Barr being a dickhead. Because they're fucking psychopaths. Yeah. Pretty par for the course for him. (laughs) Yeah. I was reading, I don't even remember the name of it, but there's some like technology software company that's trying to make it so you'll, even after the pandemic is over, no one will ever be able to visit a loved one in prison. It'll all be like voice call or uh, like FaceTime calls. Like they're trying to sell this technology to prisons to be like, you don't want to. Oh, shit. Which is fucking horrifying. Like, yeah, that's like fucking. That Philip, that's Philip K. Dick shit. <laughs> Jesus, like, yeah. yeah. 
fucking horrible. And, and all that shit is coming, dude. Like, uh, two of, like, the major, like, private prison, like, uh, companies, they are, aside from investing in, like, correctional facilities, they are investing in, like, office space and uh ankle monitors and halfway homes so like they are just like building out like there you know there is already like a surveillance state like you know ankle monitors stuff like that like they know exactly where you are at all times but like private prisons are like gearing up on this shit right now like it doesn't matter that you know democrats are you know in or are presumably going to be in office once trump leaves uh, but uh you like personalize your ankle bracelet like yeah that's what democrats will do like yeah they'll have your like, name and, and your pronouns on there <laughs> you can like make it the pittsburgh steelers color so people know who your favorite team is <laughs> yeah i mean it's grim but it's like i mean that's like the final touch right like that's the personalize your weird thing that yeah. shocks you if you don't work hard enough it's like further atom- atomization. It's like let's uh, uh, let's uh, like fetishize so your like your surveillance. You like, think they're investing in office space. Why are these private prisons buying every VHS copy of the movie Office Space? <laughs> <laughs> Why are they doing that? What is their plan? No, but like I, I think I think their plan is like to just make supply like, the that movie for- a reality for prisoners, like. The future is like you know, uh, de- like desk jobs, but like prisoners have to do them. Yeah, that's like... what. I, so that that's kind of like the serious. What I was seriously gonna ask before I thought of that hilarious bit was uh, like so the <laughs> office space is just like they're what prisoners do like telemarketing jobs, right? That's likely what it is. I mean, I know the, I don't. Y'all remember like Bloomberg was like using <laughs> to make like, campaign he, calls. Yeah, he was using prison inmates to fucking like call people to vote for him. You think? I bet that was like really hard to like suss out. I bet somebody was like, "Yeah, you're calling, but what do you do?" He's like, "I, I don't know. I'm fucking prison." He's like, "Wait, what?" Hey, <laughs> right, yo, it's, that, so. hey yo, it's me, Boneface Tony. You gonna vote for Bloomberg or what? <laughs> What? Your name's what? Boneface. My name's Boneface. Are you gonna vote for? You got fucking wax in your ears. My name's Boneface. Look, I will break out of this prison and fucking murder you unless you vote for Michael Bloomberg. <laughs> hey, it's me, fucking Charles Manson. Are you gonna vote for fucking Bloomberg, motherfucker? Ah, Chuck Manson. Yeah, this is, you know. This got this has me thinking. Like, why would you volunteer to do to phone bank? Like, those, I mean, prisoners are presumably being paid to do this. So, like, why would you do it for? They're getting paid like two cents an hour or fucking whatever. I know, but like, I mean, there are people that volunteer to do this bullshit. That's what Bernie fucked up. You should have got like a bunch of people at Rikers to make calls from him for him. Can you imagine, like, yeah, I don't know. People probably would have done it for Bernie, because Bernie was at least like, hey, if you're in jail, you should, or in prison, you should be able to vote. And Bernie would at least give him, like, minimum wage. <laughs> Michael yeah. Bloomberg's like, he has two, it was two cents an hour. 
Plus, you get like I don't know a Twinkie or something. You get like a bonus dessert. Yeah, I, I mean, there's no like incentive to like pay them, you know, well. Obviously, I mean, the Thirteenth Amendment pretty much codifies that like it can be used as labor. Yeah, just for like a a, a quick data dump. Throw um, <laughs> my number heads out there. Oh, shit. So. No, we're not playing any more. <laughs> YouTube has failed us. <laughs> Um, so the El Paso prisoners who were, you know, volunteering supposedly for the working in the morgues in El Paso, they were getting paid $2 an hour. And this was supposedly just like temporary until the National Guard was supposed to come and help with this, um, you know, the way that COVID is ravaging the city. Um, but just recently, El Paso also posted a, um, a job for like morgue attendants starting at $27 an hour. So, you know, if they're going to put a price tag on this, they, uh... Yeah, I mean, an hour? Like, I wonder how many bodies you can move an hour. The uh, job description said that you had to be able to lift uh, deceased bodies weighing 100 to 400 pounds. Wait, how do they test that? Is it like when you work at a liquor store and they're like, hey, lift this keg to prove you can do the job? Is that... I don't think you test that. <laughs> I, you just um, have to show like how much you bench press, like, <laughs> like the N- video. It's like the NFL Combine. They have of like the, like the two twenty five. This guy put it up thirty seven times. He is the king of the morgue. <laughs> but yeah, just insane to value that job at twenty seven dollars an hour, and then be like, but for inmates, two dollars, two dollars, <laughs> and more hours, less PPE, like. It reminds me of the, uh, well, so, like, when California and Oregon catch fire every year and, like, blot out the sun, (laughs) they get a bunch of inmates to, like, fight these wildfires, and they do it for, like, basically nothing, slave wages, but they get all this training, and, like, you would think they have all this training, so once they're done, they could, like, go out and be firefighters, but they're actually blocked from getting any of jobs after they're out. You can't be a firefighter if you're, like, a felon, right? Yeah, yeah. Which, well, and, and like it's crazy though because I think in California they had to like uh, change that because uh, there was a shortage of firefighters because you know they all keep getting locked up. <laughs> yeah, it, it can lie. <laughs> uh, yeah, G- Gavin Newsom. Yeah, Gavin Newsom like signed a bill to allow California inmate firefighters to pursue that after, but it's like. I could be very <laughs> stupid, uh, but I don't get like the connection between those two. Where it's like, oh, if you if you've been to jail, you can't fight fires. Yeah, it's like, like if you're an arsonist, the thing that we like paid you inefficiently for, you can't do that anymore. Right, like don't let someone who's been in prison for arson be a firefighter. But like I don't know, someone in like prison for like I don't know smoking weed or like. Although that would be good, like a uh, rehabilitation program for an arsonist. Like now you have to put out fires, <laughs> or they just there become a supervillain, like that movie Backdraft. <laughs> Is that what happens in the movie Backdraft? <laughs> I fucking I've never seen the movie Backdraft. I just know it's about a bad guy who starts fires, and Billy Baldwin is in it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but uh, backdraft came out in 1991. It's an American action thriller. 
<laughs> Who's in it? Billy Baldwin, right? Uh, let me see. Which Baldwin is it? I don't. Yeah, Billy Baldwin. <laughs> nice, yeah. nailed it. Robert De Niro is in it. Yep. Dude, I know so right? much about the movie Backdraft. Kurt Russell. <laughs> Ron Howard directed it. Amazing. Yeah. Incredible. <laughs> Wait, did he really? Yeah. He re- yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's insane that they're like, we're going to train you to do this skill, but you can't use it in the real world. Like yeah, That's like I an mean, insane I, thing about that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, and the crazy thing is that, you know, that there are people that, you know, due to like certain laws, laws changing, stuff like that, could technically be, be released from prison, but like, there are so many people that like have not been released. Uh, and there was like a particular one inmate that went like viral on Twitter, which is, I don't know. That's like already like grim. It's like, ah, oh, fuck. Like this is the only like way that, you know, people can find out about these people because they're siloed off. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise they're just like in the shadows. But so we were talking about Kyle Rittenhouse earlier and the tweet that, um, made this man go viral was just talking about, you know, he, his name's Bruce Wilkerson. Um, and his tweet is, you know, he was arrested at 17 for capital murder. Um, I shot no one trigger man was identified. I was at the scene, but didn't have a gun. I'm still in prison. 18 years later, bail was denied. 17 year old Kyle shot three people. All I can say is him and his family have been treated a lot better than me and mine. Jesus Christ. Yeah, and, like, exactly, this guy killed no one, and not going into the, like, actions of people, no one deserves to, like, suffer in the prison system, but just the fact that this man, when he was a 17-year-old kid, was around the wrong people, and, um, like Amador was saying, in, in 2012, there was a ruling in Alabama where um, they deemed it to be cruel and unusual punishment for a juvenile to have a life sentence. And so they were like, okay, well, let's appeal this case because this applies to you. You should be freed. And immediately the judges were like, no, it's not retroactive. Of course, like always trying to, you know, just keep someone in the system. Uh, but yeah. then, I mean, we see like, so just an example of that real quick. Like we see that all the time with like, uh, I don't know. When weed is legalized in a state and then like right. all the people in prison are still in prison. Like I think Colorado just recently uh, passed a something that is supposed to expunge like or free all those people. But Which should have been done like day one. Um, right. But yeah, so in, in 2016, they came back and ruled like, no, OK, the, this is a retroactive ruling. If someone is in in prison, um, as like a life sentence as a juvenile, they should be released. Um and so the latest thing I found from this was like an article from 2018 where his hearing was just kept getting rescheduled and like, haven't been able to find any other updates on his case. And, you know, hopefully him going viral will help, but just like he's one story. There are millions yeah. like how's the people suffering this way. Like what's the like point of them being like, Oh, it doesn't work retroactively. Is it just them being dickheads or does that like hurt their prosecution record in some way like what's the point of them going like it doesn't nope you can't retroactively do these i think it 
could be something with their record or just the fact that they have like no value for human life. Yeah, um, see, I think okay. that's the more likely one, but it's also like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. what reason do I you mean, have like, to? Yeah, I mean, like with like the weed thing, you know, there's no incentive for like people that were charged with that to like let them out, especially if they legalize weed, because you know, the people that are investing in those companies like are you know white like republican ass motherfuckers like i know i have a friend whose grandparents like invest in like weed farms and they're like hardcore like maga trumper like morons yeah. like jim belushi owns a weed farm yeah but he's cool oh he is cool now i forgot about that he's but a good, he's a good person it seems it, like it's weird i was reading this thing about you know high times magazine yeah. Like, I was getting these, like, weird targeted ads on Instagram that were, like, High Times Magazine is going fucking public, and you can buy stock in High Times Magazine. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, I was, like, very, like, why would I want, who wants stock in fucking High Times Magazine? A magazine, like, read, I, like, hid in my room when I was, like, 15. It was, like, fucking pictures of weed, dude. <laughs> I was, like, 15. <laughs> And then I looked it up, and like these like hedge fund idiots like bought yeah. High Times magazine because they were like, "It'd be cool to own this like weed thing." And it's like, I'm sure you ruined it. I'm sure you did like with Playboy, where now it's just Rolling Stone magazine. You know what I mean? Where it's just like, I haven't yeah. read. I'm never gonna read High Times because I'm 30. I don't want to read a weed magazine. <laughs> but like, I'm sure it's just like <laughs> shitty articles now. I'm sure it's just like. Come on, Travis. You ever read weed? Come on. <laughs> I'm sure it's just like interviews with like Kate Beckinsale about how like smoking weed helped her film Underworld 3 or some shit. I'm sure it's like that kind of nonsense. That's oddly specific. I think you are catching, keeping up with <laughs> That's just my go-to. I think I like Kate Beckinsale. I like the Underworld that's movies. A 20, that's a 2020 magazine. Hey, how did you prepare for Underworld 3? <laughs> Rise of the Lichens. I think that's the third one. <laughs> no, but yeah. So all these people that are like in prison for just like, you know, selling weed in their neighborhood. Just, you know, to barely get by. To... We're kind just of... Not, or we're, we're just like caught with weed like while driving or something. Like, and it may not have been that yeah. much, but it was enough to prosecute. I used to sell weed when I worked at Burger King. I used to put it in the bags. <laughs> people Brilliant would, model. Well, people would text and be like, hey, we need like we need like a dime. And we'd put it in like a bag with like a whopper and go, oh, we got to run this out to this customer in the parking lot. And we'd run it out to him. And we were like cutting it with like pencil shavings and like oregano. And one time a dude we don't really know came in and he was like, he was like, yeah, um, the guys I bought this from, it's like all pencil shavings and shit, and I want my money back. <laughs> to my manager, and he was like, hey, are you, like, selling drugs to me and my friend? And we were like, no. And he was just like, all right, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, but, yeah, if my manager was a dickhead, he could have called the cops, and then I would have been arrested for, because, granted, that was all bullshit. We were, like, ripping people off. But we also did have, like, real weed, too, we were selling. And if they, like, would have looked in our backpacks, 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like who fucking up? We were like 16 and we were trying to make extra money. And it's just like to buy like to get a car or like a PlayStation or some shit. Like if I'm if my manager was a dickhead, he could have called the cops on me and then I would have been fucked. You know what I mean? And that's different than some like Wall Street dickhead who's like, I want to do something cool. I'm going to like buy a weed shop. And make it look at the Apple store. Just like this sterilized place where you can... Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's like profiling with the like high school I went to. Like All the kids in the class would like be pulled out of fucking class to get sniffed by drug dogs. And like they'd look through people's cars and they'd like uh, do that shit all the time. They'd make people open their lockers. Like 16, 17-year-old kids and like line us up against the wall. And like... The good old... School to prison pipeline. Yeah. So, yeah, we go out of their way to do that. It's just like, yeah, no, but that's what I think about with that like Burger King thing all the time. Where it was like, I think how like close I was to just that guy being like shittier than me and my friend would have been fucked because my friend's right. like a my friend my friend was black, and so for sure if they would have called the cops. Like, he absolutely would have been fucked. Because we did have, like, a shitload of weed. Like, we were dumb assholes. But when you're, like, 16, like, you don't think about that shit. Unless you, like, grow up in that, like, mindset of, like, selling. We were just, like, it's just weed. Who cares? We have this brilliant plan. We're running it out in bags with whoppers in it. That was going to figure out our shit. <laughs> I do like I was, the like, guy this close to being, like, savings and then, like, I smoked a pencil savings that came back. I was like, hey, man, it's a fucking This isn't that real weed. Yeah, he was like an adult, too. He was like a 30-year-old man who, I don't know what he was buying weed from us, but he was like, yeah, this is like not real weed. Can I have my money back? <laughs> yeah, so all it could have taken is that shithead adult buying weed from teenagers, and my life could have been fucked. Yeah, it's a good prank. Like, no one should go to prison for that. Yeah, no one should go to prison for ripping off a 30-year-old man for $10. <laughs> but, like, I don't know. It's something that's, like, as mainstream as weed, everyone should be freed for, for it. Like, it's insane that you even have to, yeah, like... And there's a show called Bong Appetit on Hulu, <laughs> like, and some douchebag just gets to, like, make... Like weed infused matcha ice cream Ugh. with like celebrities, then no one should be in jail for weed. Like yeah. fucking garbage. Action Bronson's whole job is to just like get fucking wasted his shit on TV. He's like doing yeah. dabs and like talking about like souffles. Like that's his whole job. Yeah, he it's had that ancient fucking... aliens job where like like he would just invite like Tyler the Creator. Yeah, and they just uh, watch another. There's a TV show about guys watching another TV show and they just like fucking yeah. smoke joints. It's insane that there's people like in prison while that's happening. Yeah, the fact that our like justice system is so up, like so based on money and just like however the judge is feeling that day like i don't understand how anyone believes that this is like a, a real system rooted in like restoring society <laughs> well joe biden's never gonna like want to legalize it because he's a republican and he had that weird thing where he was like all farmers should die if they let raves happen in their barns 
Like, all these politicians oh, yeah. are freaks. None of them, like, all the, they're all, they like, guess. weird, like, back to the future 1950s people who think weed yeah. makes you, like, I don't know, want to fuck a goat or some crazy shit. They're all, like, these maniacs who, like, don't know what weed is or does. Yeah, uh, Joe Biden is always like, we should, we should, uh, do more research on on weed or whatever. He's like, listen to the sign, COVID, but then like environmental issues. It's like, ah, don't listen to the sign. How much? How much fucking research needs to be done on weed? I mean, like they're developing a vaccine in like less than a year. Like, I'm pretty sure they got weed down. Like that's done. It's been researched by like think, everybody. I just think Joe Biden needs to watch the movie How High, directed by <laughs> Bob Dylan's go. son. <laughs> We gotta start that petition. To make Joe Biden watch How High? With his son, Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden's seen How High. Hunter yeah, Biden, he Hunter Biden memorized How High. He knows like every scene yeah, in he, that movie. <laughs> it's his favorite movie, How High. <laughs> <laughs> he even likes the second one with little Yachty. Um, yeah, so... Uh, what else you guys got? I don't have anything else. I don't know about this you, is Gina. making me think about, um, so in San Antonio right now, there's a campaign going on for site and release, um, which is basically like we have a loose ordinance now where, um, it's up to an officer's discretion. Like they can, for low level offenses, like having marijuana or, or driving without a license, an officer can decide like, can you could just be like cited and released good good name or um or i can like ruin your life and stick you in the prison system and you won't be able to afford bail um but i was thinking of this because i recently got someone to sign that petition because of weed um this person texted back and they're like so if i get caught with marijuana would this help me and i was like yes it would yeah i mean i think the like it was what like a 100 dollar or i I don't know like i think it was like an ounce You'd be like, I, I, I meant like the fine that they would get. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I was like, how much? Weed? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, you yeah. get more weed if you get stopped. They give you, they give, give you a hundred dollars if you have good weed. They're like, this is good. Look at the hairs on it. Here's a hundred dollars. I'm a cop. <laughs> All right, bye. <laughs> yeah. I'll be sure to add the petition to like the show notes as well as the. Uh, is I don't know. Is there like a like the Wilkerson individual is that like uh, I can link his Twitter account um he yeah. honestly he has a lot of good insight into like how like the prison system is purely just to like um like demonize poor people and um like you know they're not actually trying to like rehabilitate or help anyone they're just you know they see these people as dollar signs um basically so uh, yeah, definitely would include his his Twitter. How long before like Amazon just starts being like surprise inmates work for us now? Because that's like what they want to do, right? Oh, <laughs> uh, we're not far from. That. Yeah, definitely yeah. not far from that. I know that they like they do something on like they do some sort of data like and tech work for like ICE detention facilities and stuff. So. I'm sure that's not too far 
away. Because that's literally what they want is just like these people. They like you get paid two dollars an hour and you do these insane jobs where you walk around a giant warehouse all day and you have yeah. Uh, that people of oh, four ounces for the, okay. So this, <laughs> okay. the side release it's for four ounces. For all you weed heads out there. <laughs> That's probably most of our audience are just weed heads and dump heads. Those are our two facts. Our, two yeah, our, da- our data dumpers. Got data dumpers and the weed heads. Those are our, our fan bases. <laughs> the beautiful data dumpers. And the wacky weed heads. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, unless y'all have anything to add, I think we're done yeah. bumming the shit out of y'all. Yeah, I'm just thinking right. about how, like, terrifying it is that Jeff Bezos is probably just like, you know, ah, man, that would be tight to just have, like, turn a prison into an Amazon fulfillment center. Where it's just, like, <laughs> prisoners shipping you out your Dinosaur Jr. records and shit. It's <laughs> just that big... It's crazy to me. It reminds me, I don't remember who said it. It was like near the very beginning of the pandemic. But somebody made a very good point of saying uh, that our country is only as safe as our least insured uh, yeah. person. I forgot who said that. They, Rudy Giuliani that, said it. Yeah, Rudy, Rudy <laughs> Giuliani. <laughs> he ink falling out of like his ear lobes, but yeah, he managed to to say that zinger. Is that granted? People like Donald Trump and these rich people can have access to health care that we obviously don't, and they can protect themselves better. And it's just, what is the like? I don't know. Like, I don't know what the. It, it just makes no sense to me. It seems like. Ignoring a deadly virus, allowing it to proliferate amongst people that you pretend don't exist is still allowing the virus to proliferate, to grow, to spread, to be more deadly, to cause these things what? that are disrupting your life. Like, And what would happen if it was a virus that was, uh, I don't know, like had a 20% mortality rate or God, like, like God forbid, had such a much higher mortality rate or was easily... E- even more easily transmissible or like, I, yeah. I mean the, the flu of the, the influenza like pandemic of the early 1900s, like, like if that happened today, like, you know, there was limitations with them because they didn't have like the medical like knowledge to like combat these things. But like, we literally have no excuse. Like we have like, doctors we have you know like public health experts they would they would fucking hate us they would see us like wait you have you have a system to inform everybody about what to do within like a month and you're just like oh my fucking freedom you know how like those like you know those like weird like sci-fi novels from like the 1930s where like there would be robot butlers and flying cars like imagine if they really came here and it's just people that are like science isn't real and you have a guy like Alex Jones and shit, they'd be like, what the f- We're dying of the flu for you to do this? A <laughs> hundred years? Like, what the fuck? What the fuck are you doing? That, that, I, I guess one thing I keep coming back to is, like, this pandemic is, too, is, like, how much it's, like, eliminated that national, like, 
it's not even patriotism anymore. It's just like weird sycophantic nonsense. Like there's no I like national identity or pride wrapped up in this weird self-interested like oh COVID palooza. Like China might do some awful shit, but like China has enough China's better than the United States. At least they have enough sense to be like go to the hospital in like two weeks, shut down the city of Wuhan. Like they're authoritarian. There's things to criticize about China all day, every day. But it's like, I don't know. Like our personal freedom, eh, like not worth that much if we're all dead from COVID. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if you saw Joe Biden recently uh, tweeted that it is, it is patriotic to wear masks. So that's, that's where we're at. Like, you have to invoke patriotism <laughs> to get people to fucking wear masks. Well, like, we're in trouble. Also, Joe Biden's shit. begging yeah. us to help pay his rent to get into... He wants us to be his like, co-signer yeah, so he can afford to move into the White House. Yeah. So... We, we definitely need to talk about that at some point. But yeah, that yeah, that's fucking nonsense. That's such a, like, fucking grift. <laughs> yeah. I don't look, give a fuck about Patriots. Look, I don't have three months of pay stubs. I need you to be my co-signer so I can get my lease at the White House. <laughs> oh, <laughs> see, if, if Trump would have given out the fucking checks to Biden and Kamala, they would be able to afford their move to D.C., but now they can't. They need those $1,500 to get a U-Haul. And now they can't, and now they're stuck in their studio apartment in San Francisco. Everyone that for, like, this entire time, like, after Bernie dropped out has been like, you have to vote for Biden. That's now literally not doing fucking anything <laughs> about Trump just being like, nope, I'm going to keep being president. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> from the bottom of my heart, like, fuck you. Like, you expect the people who voted for Bernie to get out and the people who are protesting the death of George Floyd and police brutality, you're expecting them to solve this problem for you. And, and like, then you'll take no, credit I for it for the next 30 weird, years. I want to see the weird fucking brunch people who wore pussy hats out there dragging Donald Trump out of the White House. Like, I know it's not going to happen. That would be rad if just in the pussy hats they just like... <laughs> They give fucking grab Trump the Mussolini treatment. They just hang him by they just hang him by his toes in a train station, and they're just going ha in their pussy hats. <laughs> Revolution! <laughs> they're fucking stupid dicks, last resort hats. Hell yeah! All right, yeah. So I think that's uh, this week's episode. Thanks for listening. You can rate, subscribe on Apple Podcast. Uh, we have a Facebook page. You can like it if you want, but it's mostly just right wing people that are somehow drawn to Kenny. It, it just seems Kenny. to attract the craziest people. And uh, yeah, until next time, goodbye for ever. Goodbye.